You're listening to Average Joe Sports Talk Podcast with your boy Enoch. Good Saturday afternoon uh, post St. Patrick's Day. And I know everybody's probably hurting as much as I am. You know, had a couple of, I knocked down a couple of Guinnesses last night, some cigars, some celebrations, watching uh, NCAA hitting hitting St. Patrick's Day a little bit heavy. I'm getting too old for that. But anyway, it's just uh, one of those things. As hard as those beers post-St. Patrick's Day are hitting at this moment and everybody's a little hungover, so are those brackets right now in the NCAA. If when you look at your bracket, if you're me, you're practically wiping your behind with them because there's not a single perfect bracket left in the United States, folks. Only after like two days. 64, the round of 64 is over. Tip-off is about 5, 10 minutes for round of 32. And I wanted to jump on the live, give you a little recap and my reactions because there's a lot to talk about, man, uh, right now based on uh, the what just happened. We've had a bunch of uh, bunch of upsets. I, I've been watching the tournaments since like 92, 91. And I don't think, because I was a way, way young boy, and I don't think I've ever witnessed these many upsets, a number one, a number two, and a number four, get eliminated this much. And, you know, we're going to go ahead. Let me, I'm going to jump through. I'm going to jump through this bracket real quick. And uh, we want to start and give you my recap. And, of course, we, we, we're going to talk about Purdue when we get to that point because I have a lot to say about Purdue. My brackets are out the window. I'm still alive, though. I'm still alive with a lot of them because I didn't pick Purdue, I think, in the final four. I think one out of the five brackets. I still got money invested. I'm still in the hunt. It's a different story for my betting slips. Anyway, look, Alabama and Texas, that was a, that was a no-brainer, 96-75. Even though Texas A&M held their own, it was, it was a convincing win by Alabama. There's no doubt out there. Now, West Virginia, look, I picked West Virginia on this one because I thought they were going to pull it off, and they were in control most of the game. They had a nice lead. It was a back-and-forth Maryland game. And, again, it came down to execution at the end where they tied up the uh, Maryland player. Look, West Virginia did not pull it off. I thought Huggins was going to have this one because they had a lead at one point. Even though it was a back-and-forth fashion, Maryland did the job to get it out there. So San Diego State and Charleston. Charleston played San Diego State tough, man. And, um, look, at one point they were trailing behind. San Diego made it alive. Here's the first upset of the day. We are talking about... Virginia and Furman, my man. This is just, uh, again, this is where it starts. And this game right here was the first upset of the day. I believe I had Virginia go into the Sweet 16. But what's nuts is that this game could have been over with a Virginia win if it wasn't for really poor execution by the coaching staff and the players. You practice this over and over again. What to do. When you're up by one or two points and you have the ball and you know they're going to foul and you know they're going to trap, what do you do in this case? Which is call a freaking timeout when you have one. They did not do that, which is it really chops my my private parts here when you cannot understand how bad that was. They forcefully hit a turnover, come back, and Furman hits a three to go up. Just bad execution, bad coaching. The kid was tied up, had a timeout. Either him or his teammates should have been calling timeout right now, and that coaching staff should have been screaming, timeout, timeout. The coaches dropped the ball on that one, big time, the coaching staff. So the players, but the coaching staff in college are more accountable than in the NBA because these kids are all looking for direction. Virginia, first upset of the tournament early on, unreal. There goes one of my betting tickets. All right, Creighton, 
And NC State, look, Creighton uh, came in to do what they were supposed to do. Again, they, they did work. Baylor, Baylor, uh, Baylor was an easy win over USCB, uh, UCSB. Uh, so I, there's not much to talk about there. Now, Missouri and Utah, man, it was close. Uh, Utah was playing Missouri tough, uh, but Missouri, again, is a tough one of those Blue Bloods tournaments, teams that they're always either fifth or fourth or sixth or seven. They play everybody tough, and they're definitely going to, Hit that. Uh, I got to play Princeton very tough in the next round. Talking about Princeton. Man. You know, those Ivy Leaguers, bro, they don't need to be sh shattering Arizona's kids' dream, man. These Ivy Leaguers, if the Princeton players, if they don't make it pro, which most likely they will not, they're going to have a $300,000 a year job anyways when they get out of college. So, come on, man. Leave the Arizona kids some some hope here so some of them can make it to the NBA. They just shatter Arizona's dream, 59 to 55. Arizona should be ashamed of themselves. The back door, the back door creators, the creators of the back door, the Princeton offense, man, came through and decided to upset the world. Huge, huge upset. Arizona goes down first. Killer, 15 beating a number two. Holy smokes, man. I don't know. I don't know what else to tell you here, but it was uh, it was one of those things that you you were technically hoping that it was uh, that it was not going to happen, but apparently it did. Which it's a part that sucks. That is the part that really sucks because again, Princeton was not even supposed to be there and made it there at the end. Uh, look, it's it is what it is. Right now, they are they are playing very very good basketball, uh, and they they took down the number two team. First upset of the day. Oh, boy. Here we go. Purdue. Purdue is such a fake number one. And it's insane. There's such a fake number one, and they proved why. In the last three tournaments, and everybody should have seen this. I should have seen this, but you know what? I didn't do a lot of research this year. But Purdue in the last three years, three tournaments, they lost to a 13 seed, a 15 seed, and now a 16 seed. Last three years, they are fake as hell. They are fake number one. They proved why. Fairly Dickinson, New Jersey was partying last night. Trash was being thrown off the turnpike. Everybody was on fire. I mean, come on, man. That is just insane. Look, I think I had them going to like the Sweet 16, maybe the Elite Eight. Not in my final four, but in, in, in one of my brackets. I, I think I cut them off after the Sweet 16, which I should have known better and taken them out. In the elite, in the second round, but look, Purdue right now, it's one of the worst stories in one of the great stories, actually, great storyline. Good job for you know Cinderella story of Fairleigh Dickinson, and it's great. It's great for the bracket. It's great for like you know the ratings and, and the Cinderella style. But man, Purdue is such a fake. And they, look, Etney was that Etney that guy? He was he was not doing anything. I mean, it's insane. I don't even know if that's the right player for that team. But they show they're big, but they did not show any heart. And what's crazy about this is that I don't think I've ever seen a number one, a two, and a four being eliminated in the round of 64 ever in my years of me watching this. Probably has happened before, but in my years of witnessing, I don't think I've ever seen this in the tournament. And Memphis, man, Tepani freaking Hardaway lost complete control of that team. itself. destructed It imploded. Players were arguing with each other. Penny could not control the crowd. They were up. They had this game under control. Shout out to the Owls, man. Look, I'm in down here in South Florida. FAU, it's, uh, you know, they, they've been playing hard all year, 31 and 13, ranked all year long. 
I think they felt a little disrespected at nine, but they pulled it off in the last minute fashion with a with a layup. Granted, the rest blew the the call. Memphis had the ball when it was tied up, when his player was tied up, and everybody was calling a timeout. The referees completely, the referees completely missed that aspect of the um completely missed that aspect of the um of the game, of the game right there. They they blew that call. They they did, they definitely blew that call. But look, shout out to FAU. They never gave up. They were down by I think eight or nine, I think ten at one point, and they came back and they played and they played tough. And look at they made it. And right now, you have Florida Atlantic, FAU against Fairleigh Dickinson University, baby. FDU. The ball of the F is. Is the FU matchup, baby? FAU against FDU in the round of 32, and I'm here for it. I am picking that. I am gonna bet the crap out of that. Duke convincing fashion. Duke is my dark horse at number five. I'm gonna tell you why. Because they struggled all year long until like the last 10 games of the season when everybody was healthy. I know I'm a big Duke fan, by the way. Everybody came back healthy and they rattled, rattled you know, the uh, ACC title, nine straight consecutive wins, and look the part, all right? beating Oral Roberts by, by 23 points. So I this next matchup against Tennessee in the second round is going to be huge. I'm picking Duke on that one. Tennessee completely destroyed destroyed uh, Louisiana. I mean, Tennessee actually, I'm sorry. No. Tennessee at four struggled. That's why I'm picking Duke. Struggled a lot against Louisiana, which they actually trailed at one point. So I, I'm picking Duke, man. I am on Duke all over this one. I think Duke is going to do quick work of uh, Tennessee. I think I'm picking the I'm picking the spread on that one with Duke, Kentucky, and you know six seed did not play his best ball this year, but you know handled business with Providence. Uh, eight win warrant against Kansas State. I think it's going to be an automatic. I think Kentucky is going to struggle. Kansas State and Montana, quick win for uh, Kansas State. They played pretty good. It was close at one point. Michigan State and USC was an actual good game. It was back and forth until the last five or six minutes. When uh, Michigan State clapped it down and uh, and took control of that game, you know USC is kind of like a, a deaf con when it comes to the tournament. Don't pick them. Uh, Marquette convincing victory over Vermont. There's no issue there. Let me give you a quick uh, recap here. On let me give you a quick predictions. I got Marquette beating Kansas State. I got I mean sorry I got Marquette beating Michigan State in the second in the round of 32 starting today. Uh, this game is going to be played tomorrow. I got I got Kansas beating Kentucky. Duke over Tennessee. Look, I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go FAU. i got to go Homer on this one, man. I think the uh, the, the story is going to end here for Fairleigh Dickinson. I got, I got, you got to take Missouri or Princeton. Princeton's not going to pull this off twice. Uh, Baylor over Creighton. I got San Diego over Furman. Definitely Bama over, uh, over Maryland. Let's move on to the uh, Midwest and the other side, the west side of the bracket. Here we go. Houston, you know, Houston, Kentucky. Houston did not look great against Northern Kentucky. I mean, they did not look great. They did not look as dominant as they've been playing all year long, right? As the number one seed, they did not look great against Auburn. So, uh, I mean, against Kentucky. So, honestly, Auburn against Iowa, Auburn play. Iowa's a tough team. Iowa is a very tough team. Auburn, I think it's a little disrespected being at nine. They should have been eight or seven. And I think they got to give Houston a a really run for their money, just like Northern Kentucky did uh, in the second round. Miami played tough. Look, it was up and down. Everybody, the money was heavy on Drake. Everybody was picking Drake to win and upset Miami uh, because Miami had an injury uh, to one of their top five players. So shout out to Miami, baby. South Florida representing. Indiana and Kent State. Look, Indiana handled business. It was a conf- it was their, They led most of the way. Uh, it's going to be an interesting matchup between Miami and Indiana. We'll hit that later. 
Pittsburgh and Xavier. Look, Xavier struggled. It's another top seed struggling against a lesser opponent. These lesser opponents, man, these 20, 14, 15, 12, 13 God seeds are making our playing really, really tough, man. Really, really tough. Pittsburgh took down Iowa. Iowa was soft. Pittsburgh handled business. And I think Pittsburgh is going to give a really, really tough matchup. And it's got really tough. It's, they match up really, really hard and tough for Xavier. Uh, Penn State and Texas. You know, another another kind of semi-close. It was it was a blowout, but you know, uh Colgate played them tough at the beginning, but then it was it was a complete runaway. All right, it was a complete runaway. Penn State and Texas AM. Uh Penn State played Texas AM really tough, man. I thought Texas AM was gonna pull this off, but I actually picked Penn State uh in my bracket. So here we go. Kansas and Howard, convincing victory. Kansas and Jayhawks aren't my favorite. They're, I think they're going to breeze through the final four. Arkansas and Illinois. Arkansas pulled it, baby. Uh, it was a back-and-forth matchup here, but I think Arkansas is going to give, because of its size, a little bit of a, a struggle for Kansas. But I think Kansas is going to win by double digits anyway. All right, St. Mary's and VCU. St. Mary's did what they were supposed to do. They're not a Cinderella story anymore. They're, they're a top-five seed, and uh, they handled the job against uh, VCU. So. There's not much happened there. UConn, complete domination of Iona. This is the way it's supposed to be. This is going to be a good matchup. Number four, UConn against St. Mary's. TCU, it was very close. They were down. They were down by like double digits, man, at one point. And they rallied back in the last five minutes, man. Arizona was playing tough. I thought Arizona State was going to pull this off. But TCU, man, they got big cojones. They came back and pulled this win off. Gonzaga and Grand Canyon. Look, Grand Canyon. It is what it is, man. That's there's a great name for that school. Gonzaga played them tough. Uh, Gonzaga is going to be a, a, like every year. They are tough to handle and they are tough to get out. Northwestern, I guess Boise State. Northwestern handled business. Northwestern is another dark horse. Is going to give some people some problems. UCLA and uh, University of North Carolina Asheville, UNC. Uh, look, easy win, easy win. I think the next matchup as I go up, uh, give you my predictions. Uh, next on the second round of thirty-two. Northwestern and UCLA, got to go with UCLA. They play good ball, but I think Northwestern is going to make that very, very interesting. Gonzaga, it's going to take out uh, TCU. It's not going to even going to be a question or a contest. St. Mary and UConn, I think this is going to be a good game, probably the best game of the second round. Definitely give the nod to UConn. Kansas and Arkansas, Arkansas got to give them a little bit of a, of a struggle here, but I think Kansas, to me, is the favorite to win it all. Should be able to handle Arkansas without a problem. Texas and Penn State. I think Texas got this. Texas is another one that's going to make the final four. Uh, Xavier and Pittsburgh. Look, Xavier should win this game, but I will not be surprised if Pittsburgh takes down Xavier because they look like crap. All right. They look like crap in that first round. Miami and Indiana. I think Indiana is going to pull this one off regardless of Miami having the better season. But I think with their injuries and Indiana's playing healthy, watch out. I think Indiana is going to definitely pull this one off. Houston and Auburn. Houston did not look great. Auburn, again, looked, looked decent. Houston should win this, but I, I don't know, man. I got a gut feeling this might be upset city. So there you go, boys and girls. Just gave you uh, the, uh, the quick breakdown. Again, it was the, it was one of the, it was the, it was, again, we are on a, on, a, on a historic plateau here. Purdue sucks. All right. They should go and pound San. They lost people a lot of money, busted brackets. I don't know. I've, again, I've never seen in my, the history uh, that I've been watching the NCAA tournaments is like the 90s, a number one, a number two, and a four all losing the first round. It was great. 
I appreciate everybody for watching. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, this is your boy, E-Man, from the Average Joe Sports Talk Podcast, uh, signing out. Peace. Oh, by the way, before I go out, check out my new show. It's live on Thursdays on the Fantasy Sports Corporation. All right, YouTube's channel. Go to my pin, my pin tweet where I have the latest show with all the links. Check them out, man. Me and Jordan Thomas from the True Serve Football go at it on a battle style type of uh, of uh, of show, man. Where we toss up topics, he gives his takes, I give mine, and we have a judge. When we have judges in the background, that kind of like that gives us the decision. Whoever get, takes takes the most topics, you know, wins the most topic is declared the champ of the week. Kind of, like, it's a mixture of uh, first, you know, first take, first thing first, whatever around the horn and PTI at the same time, very entertaining. And we give you the hottest topics, baby. We give you everything. And we also kind of give you our take just like we do on a daily basis. So check us out Thursdays on the fantasy sports corporation, uh, YouTube channel. Again, thank you everybody for watching. I appreciate you all. Thank you for listening as well. When this hits a podcast audio, your boy, E-Man from the average Joe sports talk podcast, signing out. Peace.